there is none like unto you in all the earth. We give you all the glory, all the honor, and all the praise. We believe this morning that as the word of God goes forth, lives will be changed, lives will be ministered unto, lives will be blessed. Father, we thank you that our hearts are good ground, good soil for the word of God, and that the word of God will go forth and minister life. And thank you, Father, that we know there's life in the word. And we agree and believe that we shall receive in advance. In Jesus' name, everybody agree with that? Say amen. amen. I want to talk to you this morning about family. And that fact simply is this, family matters. Family matters. No matter what you've gone through, I mean, whether you're, you know, you have a family, maybe you're, you're here this morning and you're single, but you came from a family. And I'm telling you what, we need to realize that family is so important and a key to us all coming together, working together, united as one, because we need one another. Whenever, especially when you're going through tests and trials and you're going through things in your life, guess what? You need someone to be there for you. You need someone to pray for you. You need someone to be a blessing to help you up, especially when you're down. So I want to encourage you, turn with me to the book of Ephesians. We're going to spend a little time there, Ephesians chapter 2, and we're also going to look at Matthew, but we're going to share a few things with you this morning that I want you to get a hold of about family. Everybody say family. So we know that family matters. Ephesians chapter 2, and we're going to, that's where we're going to be looking at, 19 through 22, but, I, but then we're going to look at some other verses as well in Matthew chapter 7, verse 24 through 27. Now, let me explain to you ex exactly the reason I want to talk about family, because I believe that the family of God is built. Everybody say built. The family of God is built on a foundation. And the foundation that it should be built upon as believers, come on somebody, is the word of God. The family of God should be built upon, should be built upon the word of God, or we can see as the rock. And so... There's characteristics I want to talk to you this morning, three things that I want to share with you. And if you're taking notes, you write these three things down. One, the first characteristic is this, is that the family of God is built on a foundation. Say foundation. And then number two, the second characteristic is this, that the family of God is built with design. With design. God's design. I mean crafted as an architect. Built his family. Thirdly, I want to share with you this morning is that when you're part of the family of God, we are built for a purpose. Do you know that you've been built for a purpose, that God has a purpose for your life and out of that purpose that he expects you to minister and to be a blessing to other people? So that's where we're going this morning. And I'm so glad that you brought your Bibles and we're going to be a blessing to you. All right. So let's begin looking. I want us to look at the first characteristic that is built on a foundation. And so here we are. Go to Ephesians 2, verse 20. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 20 says this, because you should be there. It says, having been built, everybody say built, having been built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone. And see, when we begin to understand that everything that is built, everything in the body of Christ, everything in the family of God is built off this one piece, this specific cornerstone being Jesus Christ. And we need him in our lives. We need him in everything that we do because the Bible tells us that he is the one that we should be looking to. He is the one that everything is built upon. The prophets, the apostles, everything you can imagine is built upon the chief cornerstone being Jesus. And he is that very important cornerstone. Do you remember the story, the parable, perhaps in Matthew chapter 7? Turn there with me. In Matthew chapter 7, this is how important it is your foundation. 
that our foundation is established correctly. This is how important it is. Matthew 7, verse 24 through 27. I'm going to read from the NIV. There's so many wonderful translations. I want to encourage you. But remember back to the sermon when, when, the, when the Lord talked about the story of the two builders. How many remember that? Yeah. And here's what he said in verse 24. Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. Do you see that? Then it goes on and says, the rain came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against that house. Yet it did not fall because it, listen, because it had its foundation, come on, on the rock. Do you see that? Everybody say on the rock. But everyone who hears these words of mine and does not put them into practice is like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. The rains came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against that house, and it fell with a great crash. So why did Jesus tell this story? I mean, here we are reading this parable. Why is this parable so important to us? Well, he used it as an illustration. And the illustration is simply this, that if we'll take the word of God, if we just hear it, say here. If we just hear the word of God and do nothing with it, basically what's going to happen is our lives will be built upon, guess what, a sandy foundation. But if we take the word of God that we hear and we apply it in our lives, then our lives will be built upon a solid rock. That solid rock being, come on, Jesus Christ, so that we can continue to do what God has called us to do, so that you and I can live out our lives and fulfill our lives in the days that God has given us upon this earth. We have a purpose, but that purpose has to be found in the foundation, and the chief cornerstone of that foundation is who? Jesus Christ. It's Jesus Christ. But on the other hand, everybody say, on the other hand, you see, I can hear the word of God, but if I don't let it change me, wow, I can continue to hear the word of God if I don't allow it to change me or to make, let's, let's say this, that it creates an image, allow, I don't allow it to mold me, I don't allow it to create this image on the inside, on inside of me, guess what, I'm not going to be blessed, I'm not going to increase, I'm not going to live my life out and do what God has called me to do, why, because I've just become only a what? A hearer and not a doer of the word. Do you know in the Old Testament someone once said this? Because I understand that Jesus is, now notice, notice this, Jesus Christ is the focus of the entire Bible. How many believe that? Yeah. yeah. And someone once said that, this, that in the Old Testament we have Jesus predicted. And in the, in the Gospels we have Jesus who's revealed. Well, in the book of Acts we have Jesus preached. But you begin to understand, in the epistles, we have Jesus explained, but also in Revelations, we have Jesus expected. And you begin to understand that he's throughout the entire word of God, whether it's Old New Testament, New Testament, whether it's the epistles, regardless of what it is, this is still true. Well, the, the family of God is also built upon a design. What design is that? Really what it is, is if we look at Christ, and we should be looking at ourselves because our goal and understanding is to follow Christ in the image of Christ you say how do I do this by simply adhering to the word by simply following him by simply praying and trusting God and what happens is this is that we begin to take on that very image has anybody ever told you coming up being around especially when you go home and you go to, to your gatherings you go you go to reunions and different things like that they said boy you look just like your daddy have y'all ever heard that before or you look just like your mama well this is this is true and why is that? Because from the outside, come on, 
You look like them. But come on, what about spiritually speaking? That someone should say, boy, you look like your heavenly father. Come on now, because they begin to see that on the outside, because you're demonstrating what's on the inside, and you begin to act like, you begin to talk like, you begin to walk like, you begin to live like Christ. And because of that, you are created for his specific design. Well, let's look at a few scriptures together I want to share with you. Let's go to Ephesians chapter 2, 21. This is the second, everybody say second. This is the second characteristic. That is in the family of God that's built upon, and, and we said it's with design. Now, notice what it says in verse 21. It says, in whom the whole, or the whole, it says building, this is, this is New King James, in whom the whole building being fitted together grows, grows into a holy temple in the Lord. So I encourage you this morning to let, let the Lord mold you. Let the Lord shape you. Let the Lord create in you and fashion in you what he has designed for you to do. Not only are we we're created in his image and in his likeness, but everywhere we go, our light should be shining. Everywhere we go, people should be able to receive and to see who we are. Come on, people will come up to you and, and don't even know you. But just because of just your attitude and just because of your speech and just because of the way your body language and everything else, they go, there's something different about you. I don't know what it is. And then as they begin to talk with you, you begin to dialogue back and forth. They say, you must be a Christian. You must be a Christian. And that's a good thing. That's a good thing. So let's talk at some other, some other areas for you. Turn with me to Psalms 139. Psalms 139, and we're going to look at verses 13 through 16. Psalms 139, verses 13 through 16. God is the master designer. He designed you. This is one of my favorite scriptures. One of my favorite in Psalms 139, 13 through 16. This is what it says. For you formed my inward parts. You covered me in my mother's womb. I will praise you for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are your works and that my soul knows very well. My frame is not hidden from you when I was made in secret and skillfully wrought in the lowest parts of the earth. Your eyes saw my substance being yet unformed, and in your book they were all, they all were written. The days fashioned for me, when as yet there were none of them. How about another reference? Philippians, write that down. Philippians chapter 2 Verse 13, Philippians 2, 13 also gives us a wonderful reference about our design. Everybody say design. design. Amen. About our design. And here we go. Philippians chapter 2, verse 13 says this. For it is God who works in you both to will and to do for his good pleasure. Say good pleasure. So we find ourselves reading, for it is God who works in you both to will and to do for his good pleasure. So the family of God, as I share with you, you have been created, you have been designed, and God is working in you and working through you. That everything that you are today is because of him. And if we haven't gotten to that place in our lives, then we need to seriously, you know, take another look at God. If we haven't realized that where I am today, the only reason I'm at the place I'm at right now is because of God's love and God's creation in my life and God's working in me. Now, of course, there may be some things that we see that we don't like. 
There may be some flaws. But I tell you, I love this part about God. Because even in Jeremiah, when you begin to understand, when you go to the potter's house and you get on the potter's wheel, you know you have to humble yourself. You have to humble yourself because there's some things that are in us that may be marred. There's some things in the clay that may not look right and it may not come on, may not even taste right. When someone began to, to listen to you, you go, say, Lord, what do I do? Say, Lord, I don't like my, I don't like where I'm at now. Lord, what do I do? I, I don't like my life now. But see, we have to humble ourselves. We're the clay. Come on now. He's the potter. We get on the wheel and let him mold us and shape us and fashion us by his design how he wants to do it. Not how, he, not how we want to do it. Man, we'll just mess it up. But it's how he wants to do it. And so we say, Lord, work in us. But you know what? The first step is by faith and believing God and trusting him with your life. Wow. Say, with, say, with my life. I will tell you, everybody, listen, sometimes in life we look for what's comfortable. Have, you know what I'm talking about? Oh, man, this bed is so comfortable. Mm-hmm, that's why some people staying in it right now. Oh, come on, somebody. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Church. All right, anyways, did I say that? Let's scratch that out uh, of the CD. That was Betty Munson who said that. That was not me. Okay? So, but, but, but we get comfortable. But what God wants to do, and, and even in the things that we're going through in life, and you look in the mirror, Sometimes, man, I know I'm growing up. I'm like, man, how come I'm so short? But God made me that way. I look at my brothers. I look at my family. Do you know, because, you, because I don't really know you, you don't really know me, but on my father's side, all of my, my cousins, my brother who's just one year older than me, everybody's at least 6'4 and taller. <laughs> so when I get around the family, they're like, who are you? And I say, listen, I took after my mama. That's what I say. And it sounds good and it's true. But the case, the case being is this, is that when you begin to hang out with God, when you begin to spend time in the word, when you begin to spend time in prayer, man, you start looking like him. You start looking like we're supposed to. Your light's shining. Come on. I mean, everywhere you go, people are like, hey, man, you're so awesome. You're so cool. But really, it's not us. It's God who's working in us and doing great things through us. Can you say praise the Lord for that? Because God is good. So let's talk about purpose. How many of you know, last part, last point, how many of you know that you have a divine, listen, purpose? God has called you to do something significant in the kingdom of God. How many of you know that? Because if you don't know that, then we're going to just go through life. We're just going to continue to do this, continue to do that, we'll do this, whatever, and then never accomplish what God has called us to accomplish. But God has a purpose for you. And I want to share that as we finish this morning about this purpose, this purpose that God has laid out for you. And so here's, here's the other part about family matters, and that's this. It has to be built upon these three things. What's the first thing we said? That it has to be built upon, and you know that what? Solid foundation. Number two, design. We're talking about now not only the family of God, but listen, your personal family. Think about your family, your natural family, and where you are. How about even thinking about how you were raised and coming up? And think about the foundational truths that mom and dad, with the knowledge that they had and they were sharing with you, to do the right thing, to be respectful. Come on, you know, to take care of yourself. When you, when you go out in public, you know what I'm talking about. Don't be acting a fool, all that other stuff, right? Come on. 
Not only that, and then they said, boy, have you heard of water? You know what I'm talking about. You know, get in there and take a shower, right? But they're just talking about, you got to take care of yourself, you know? And they're like, you know, and they come on out, because I know, raising kids, it's like, hey, mm, have you smelled yourself? You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm talking about. Get back in the house. But, no, nah, brother, that cologne ain't working. You know what I'm saying? So you got in there. You know what I'm saying? That bod is not happening. I'm just telling you. So you need to go back and get in there and, uh, and you know what? And don't put them same clothes back on. You know what I'm saying? Them clothes right now can stand up in the closet. You know what I'm talking about. That's why you're laughing. But it's true. So think about naturally, our natural family. Think about the things that were deposited in you. And how about this? What you're depositing in your children right now. What are you instructing them with? See, because right now, especially if you grew up in a family where you didn't know God, but now you know God, hallelujah, and now you get an opportunity to sow the word of God in their lives. Man, that's exciting. That's exciting. And you know what? As we grow, and we're always growing, no, we may not always do the right thing. We may not always say the right thing. But aren't you glad that we have a heavenly father who loves us and cares about us and forgives us? And you know what? We should be imitators of God and do the same thing with our natural families. I believe that nothing, there's nothing that can ever, no matter what people do, can never be forgiven. Now, there's consequences. There are things you deal with. You understand that. But God, listen, God loves you. And you're part of God's family and he cares about you and he is your heavenly father. And as you go to him, as you trust him and believe him for whatever you need, that's fine. But also spend some time with him. Also spend some time talking to him, letting him know how much you love him and thank him for working in your life. You'll be amazed and see that God, God will always do. He'll speak to you. He'll minister to you. He'll bless you. We just have to be obedient and be willing to go to him and be willing to go to him. Well, let's continue with point number three. We are a part of the family of God because we are built for a purpose in life. Ephesians 2.22. Let's go there. I said we'll be looking at, the, at verses, you know, 20 through 22. So, so Ephesians, here we are. So Ephesians chapter 2, verse 22. New King James. It says this. Now, they're talking about purpose and that you and I were not only designed and fashioned, but we're also built for a purpose. Verse 22 says. In whom you also are being built together for a dwelling place of God. Listen, God in the spirit that God has a purpose and design for you from the very beginning of time when he breathed into the nostrils of man the breath of life that Holy Spirit come and have fellowship with us come on now and fellowship with you so that you can begin to understand and allow the Holy Spirit to work in us he's your comforter he's your guide he's your paraclete he's been called alongside to help you to assist you to do what no other can do. But we have to rely on and trust in the Holy Spirit. But not only that, but our lives will begin to demonstrate that as we live out our days here upon the earth. Our lives, understand this, one main reason I believe that family matters and what we're doing for God and God is doing for us is that we are to honor him and to glorify God in everything that we do. 
glorify God. Honor and glory. Say that with me. Say honor and glory. Now, not only that, but let me say this. We fill our purpose, our lives, with what God has intended us to do. And so we understand that the scripture says this, and I believe this is true, paraphrasing it, but you and I should be a habitation. What I mean by that is a habitation. It should, well, you and I should be a place where the Holy Spirit, where he wants to hang out. We should be a holy habitation. We should be a place, man, in our, I'm talking about physically, a place in our hearts, a place in our lives to where we just allow the Holy Spirit to come and to work in us and to work through us. The only way to do that is we have to humble ourselves. Everybody say humble. We have to humble ourselves and ask God to work in us and do all that he said that he would do. And I believe that's true. Now, let me share these few other things, and then we're going to go ahead and let you go. You and I have been adopted in this family, the family of God. Man, that's wonderful. And I don't, you know, it's one thing about being adopted, and it's another thing about being born into. You see. Because when you're born, and a lot of times what happens is that when you're born into the family, natural family, okay, you know, you, you know, this is, you're my family and you expect this and you're going to do this because, you know, you're supposed to do this because you are my natural family. You are my mom. You are my dad. But when you're adopted, what happens simply is this, is that person has taken on the responsibility that person has chosen to not even if they don't even know you and looking over your faults and actually, you know, just saying, listen, just come on in and I accept you just as you are. There's something different between being adopted, come on, and being born into. And that's what God began to understand how he's taken us because we're of the seed of Abraham. That's who we are. And I thank God that all the blessings of Abraham, guess what? They belong to you and they belong to me. But, but see, when we begin to receive that and understand who we are and what our inheritance is, we begin to understand and know this, that yet we've been adopted, and that's why we cry out, come on, Abba, Father. That's what we do. So I encourage you this morning to understand who you are, to understand your purpose, to understand that, as, that family matters. And as family matters, man, no matter what happens, no matter what you do, Establish the word in your life. Man, you can have all of this. You can have all of that. It doesn't matter. We need God. And we need his word. Second, wow, by his design. Man, he crafted. He created you. Just like you are. Your temperament. Your smile. Just the way you are. God loves you. And then purpose. Man, he is working in us both to will and to do of his good pleasure. Philippians 2.13. So here we are today. We're at this moment in our lives. We're talking about family and family matters. And I speak to the children, especially in our teenagers. And here's what happens. And I can talk to you briefly. You know, as you look up, you look at your parents, just like we did when we were younger, we didn't think they knew anything. Today, thank you, Lord, for our parents. So I'm saying to all of our young people, yeah, it may seem like right now that nah, they're not cool. They don't know what's going on. They're not hip. They're not whatever lingo you use today. That's back in the 60s. I understand. Dating myself. But the truth is this, is that they do know. And God has placed your parents. God has placed your mom 
He has placed your dad in your life to help you, to assist you. Man, I can look right now in my life and think, wow, some of the choices and some of the decisions that I made, if I only listened, I wouldn't have to experience or go through the things I did. Let me save you some time, young people. Listen. Listen. Not only listen to your parents, but listen to God. Listen to his word. So with every head bowed and every eye closed, I just want to speak to your heart for just a moment. And my desire is that we will allow the Holy Spirit to work in us, that he would work through us. Lord, we ask you to move and to touch our lives and to minister as never before. And Father, we simply come on this day recognizing that family matters to you. That you care about us. That you long for us to spend time with you. That you long for us to, to worship you. That you long for us to just quiet our, our day and quiet our time and quiet our minds and just come with no agenda and just simply worship you. Father, this morning, I pray with every head bowed and every eye closed if there's anyone here listening to the sound of my voice that does not have a true relationship with you that is not part of the family of God Father I'm praying right now that you will begin to move in their lives that you'll begin to touch them that you'll begin to minister to them that you'll begin to strengthen them right now and that Father they become aware of their need for you and I pray that right now in the name of Jesus and then perhaps, Father, there are those who are here this morning that are going through difficulties in their lives. Yes, they know you. Yes, they've given their heart to you. But then, Father, they're not serving you to the capacity that they know they should be served.